Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to the Water Trio. We are bringing the Astrology of the Week starting the 29th of April all the way through to the 5th of May. And I'm here with my lovely friends, Cassandra Tyndall and Kelly Surtees, to chat about our favourite aspects of the week ahead. So, a bit busier week this week. Um, what are your pick of the aspects in the sky this week, gals? Have you got any favourites, Cass? Oh, they're all lovely. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, probably, you know, my tip, you know, I really like the Mercury square Pluto. I kind of like a a Pluto aspect here and there. Um, So that would probably be mine, but that's not until the third. So how about you, Kel? Look, I do have my eye on the Saturn South Node on Mm. April 30th, uh, which... Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That one goes without saying, right? It's. I mean, (laughs) it's probably the most dramatic aspect of the week. I know Mercury's really busy, Mm. so he's doing a lot of things. But, um, yeah, the Saturn South Node, I I really think this is an under-obsessed with aspect. You know, in astrology, on Twitter and social media, everybody's talking about Saturn Pluto, uh, which is sort of building and will be exact in January 2020. But for my money, the Saturn South Node is mm-hmm. very much, there's, if you like, there's a karmic quality, there's a fated quality, there's an intensity, but there's very much this feeling of purging and of purifying. It is about, it's an energy about endings. It's about cutting or severing with the past whether that is cutting with your ancestral or your energetic lineage, you know, these are family patterns and maybe you're going to be the first person to break that pattern. Uh, these are habitual unconscious kind of influences that have been running your life, you know, without you even being aware of it. So the potential to bring some awareness to things that affect you in that unconscious or unseen space really does exist this week. And I think all of us to some degree or another are going to have some sort of really potent ending or release where it's like, okay, this needs to end. This needs to change form or shape. Something is not sustainable in its current form or structure, if you like. And that idea of we need to let go, we need to figure out where the leak, like a leaky bucket is what I often think about with the South Node, where there are holes in the bucket and you keep putting things in to try and make the bucket full, but stuff is leaking out because there's a depletion quality or a drain quality. And so this week, particularly in the first half of the week, I think it's really important to try and be aware of where you're giving and it's either not being acknowledged or respected or you're giving and it's being taken for granted. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful, I think it Kel. also has the potential to be quite um, like there's a stillness here. Mm. Um, it's not hugely energetic or vibrant and you might even find that some of your physical energy is just, you know, not at its best. Um as you go through that process, it's kind of like that almost like a dormant feel to the Saturn South Node being together as well. So that stuff that you're internalizing or, or working through as well. So, yeah. Mm. Totally. For me, it has that Any real, thoughts, Leishi? Yeah, just that's that sense of detachment, you know, that um, – Buddhism, a lot of the Eastern religions are about because the South Node is quite a spiritual point and it's almost like where are those things that we're filling our life full of 
that actually need to be removed so we can be more with ourselves and who we are and and that connection to something higher. And that's what, you know, the principle of just not being as attached to the physical realms or, or the physical manifestations yeah. or or even relationships. I mean, of course, they're all important and they fill a certain part of us, but it's not all of us. So where are things holding you back from being connected to a higher power, being connected to the divine, goddess, whatever you want to call it? How can you actually be a bit more detached in your life and allow that to f- to fill up. It's almost like that whole let go, let God, or you know, just mm-hmm. just be with the flow of things. Um, of yeah, how can we release what is not necessary so we can be in that space? Well, and that's a really potent point, Leash, and I think part of that involves each of us redefining necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of the Buddhist non-attachment, like everybody should read some Pima Chodron this week, for instance, or read some of the Stoic philosophers. I've just found this great Instagram channel, which just has like Stoic ideas. And, mm. you know, the idea of, of the way things are, to be really honest, you know, this is Saturn South Node in Capricorn. There's no more, there's no rose-colored glasses here. I mean, you might want to kid yourself. You w- might want it to be something different than what it is. But that honesty of just observing and accepting this is the way it is. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to sign on and stay with it in that way, but it means being really honest, getting that clarity around, okay, this thing doesn't work and maybe it's never worked um, or this thing is more functional than I give it credit for. And Mm. so just being really honest and because that idea is, you know, one of the images that I used in my year ahead webinar was this beautiful picture of a eucalyptus forest, an Australian sort of bush forest that had just been burned in a bushfire. And yeah. this image keeps striking me as kind of like the motto for the South Node aspects because the purification fire has come through and some things have been vaporized and destroyed in the fire and other things have actually survived. Now, in this image, the stuff that's been vaporized has been the low-hanging branches, the shrubbery that kind of grows in between the strong tree trunks that acts as like congestion or filler. Mm. But what has survived the bushfire are these really strong tree trunks. You know, the core of each tree has survived. And so there are some core components to each of our lives that we want to keep, but there's a lot of congestion in terms of low hanging branches and shrubbery. And we need to do a bit of weed whacking if you like, and get that, you know, crap out of the way so we can breathe a little bit and we can really appreciate Mm. the solidness and the strength for what it is. Beautiful analogy, Kel. And, you know, with my environmental scientist hat on, The Your, Australian um, bush actually, in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian forest, bush forests actually require regular burning because it's actually in the ashes of all that stuff that's been burnt off. A, the fire re- forces the seed pods to open 
And then the ashes act as the fertile soil in which those seeds can can strike and grow. Yeah. Um, so if though if that regular clearing, that regular cleansing and purification doesn't happen, um, the Australian bush, our ecosystem doesn't function. So yeah. it's such a beautiful analogy for what's happening now. It's like in the ashes of what is is burning up right now is actually what new growth will come forward from. It's just being willing to actually throw those things into that fire of purification and actually looking at, you know, your analogy of the bucket. I have an analogy of being in a big bathtub and and all the water being sucked out and you've got in your bathtub all the things that you think are important to you. But when you can just cling on to oh, so many things so they don't get sucked on t- down the drain, in that moment is when you know your priorities, when you know what you don't want to purify and what you really want to keep, what that that simplification that that Saturn does. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like the bathtub, the leaky bucket, it's all like trying to hold on to stuff that is yeah. being washed away for a reason. Um, yeah. And that's a beautiful piece too, Leash, the importance of the heat, the extreme heat of the bushfires. There are certain mm. seed pods, aren't there, that will only open in that yeah. extreme condition. So there's certain talents inside of us or there's certain opportunities that can only come in that pressure cooker situation so Mm. in that sense it's it is the birth as well as the the kind of removal of the old um what about you Cass any thoughts on this yeah I, I mean I totally agree with everything and I think it's a really it's not going to be easy for many um but it's a very much a necessity a necessary counterbalance to the Jupiter side of things, um, you know, astrologically speaking, where it's been sort of we have the growth component of Jupiter and Sagittarius highlighting the promise and potential, but it's not until we really clarify what it is that we want, we don't get anything. You know, like how often do people want certain things, whether it's um, key components in a relationship or key qualities in a job or key things, it's like, People want, sometimes they want the change or they want something new, but they haven't really clarified what is it that you do want. And Mm. I think that South Node and Saturn is really just that kind of ground zero, um, getting to that core essence of what is real rather than what is hoped for or wished for face that sort of demon if you like that sky dragon and you know what is it that I really really do want that maybe sometimes the fear components around Saturn may hold us back from or maybe the authority figures that told us oh we can't have that because you know you're this that or what have you you know your parental stuff or your cultural stuff it's like what do I want from my own soul and my own spirit and my own being like um, you know sometimes when people facing these things I come you know I just ask them the question you know what did you really want when you were a little boy or when you were a little girl before you know sex or bills or responsibilities or people said oh no you can't do that you know who who were you when you were that like what age do you think of yourself when you were a kid and often there'll be a turning point for that person around there and coming back to your point, Lishi, about the spirituality of the South Node, sometimes in order to move forward, we do have to face that past or that person within us and perhaps do that that, that structural mm. rebuild that Saturn also um, 
suggests as well, but we can't really rebuild something until we know those structures or those foundations are solid to add that extra stuff onto. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really core, big stuff. It's like the base, you know, the core pillars of your life. This is not just what am I going to wear on Saturday night type of thing. Yeah. No. And this is this energy is going to be in the background for the next six months too, as we talked about last week. So this is, it's kind of that the two of them are traveling through the sky within a couple of degrees all the way through until September, October. So not to, to scare anyone, but just to say that, yeah, this will be a core theme. So feed the South Node what it wants, uh, what you don't want. Um, so it's not just kind of sucking everything from you. Yeah, and it, it is very much about shifting perspective. So, you know, it sounds very dramatic, but the, the key is that as you start thinking about life and your priorities differently, it kind of makes sense to make some of these yeah. changes. Like you would sort of be choosing with them or that idea of co-creating or collaborating with the cosmos here where mm. it's not like it's ripping things away from you. It's not a Uranus transit, but it is that sense of, you just questioning the foundation you or it's almost like you're questioning the beliefs or the philosophies that have formed foundations in your life because mm. if you believed mm. one thing to be true and you created a part of your life based on that and then you realize that this is not what you think or believe anymore all the stuff that came from that has to be you know reorganized or restructured yeah. Yeah. yeah, And sometimes that can be the challenge in of itself, Kel, because people are kind of having to face their own cognitive dissonance about things and yes. get out of their denial or get out of um, the dreamland. You know, if anything, uh, you know, Saturn in Capricorn is demanding reality, like, crystal yeah. clear. So, you know, if you have always held one belief or one idea, then you realise, oh, this isn't what I think is true anymore it's no longer right for me or, or whatever it is you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're if you don't want to take that next step into okay well this you know you've got to face that because otherwise it's the disservice that you're you're giving to yourself in a way so yeah it's um yeah it's not about what you're wearing on a Saturday night that is for sure <laughs> Or does this lipstick go okay with like with what I'm wearing? You know, it's I mean, that stuff, which is something oh, that's What am I going to choose off this menu? Yeah. Total yeah. sidebar, though, I love how we all have shades of this beautiful blue in our I know. outfits. For those of you who are watching on um, YouTube rather than just listening to us, we all somehow are in the same color palette today very spontaneously. So um, I do love a bit of blue and maybe we're just honoring our water trio roots here. <laughs> I just decided I would go like the opposite end of the spectrum for my Metallica t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing I know, a it shirt is a very with flowers pretty, on it, which yeah, is totally very pretty. the opposite. <laughs> so there What's are the a next few aspect? other aspects this week. Cass, you mentioned Mercury-Pluto. Tell us uh, tell us about yeah, this. Yeah, I think, I mean, as we said, you know, Mercury is quite busy this week. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about what the Saturn South Node stuff doing is doing. I think the Mercury-Pluto gives us perhaps – you know, that support or that that curiosity to really dive in and work out, okay, what is this? You know, what am I processing? What am I doing? What questions do I need to ask? Where am I, you know, telling myself one thing, but really it's another? 
Um, and I think we're going to be talking about Mercury and Pluto, regardless of the aspect. There's something here. There's a truth coming out. There's a something we didn't know before is coming into the light, and that might be a revelation that helps us move forward nice and easily. But in this case, it's a square, so it might be something we we potentially need to grapple with, or make adjustments around, or need some time to reach that you know, that health, a uh, sense of healthy balance or compromise or adjustments around that. So I think the Mercury Pluto aspect just carries potentially a little bit more of a punch or, okay, we're not going to do the satin denial, perhaps maybe there's that cosmic push to ask the questions, get the information or find out what's going on here, particularly if it's involving more than just your own inner stuff. It might also have to do with some of the other components of your life, maybe a job, maybe a relationship, maybe whatever. So that's kind of what I, the fact that it kind of just, you know, flows on from the big kahuna of the, of the uh, Saturn South node. It's like, okay, there's this stillness um, and then I'm going to probe in and find out what it's all about. Yeah. It feels like to me, you know, because you use that awesome uh, analogy for, you know, now Mercury's in Aries, is in rehab. And it's like that reality check, you know, you've, you've been on your Pisces binge, you've done all the things you shouldn't have done. And now it's that reality check, you know, Mercury's in Aries and it's squaring all that you know, because it also squares Saturn in the South Node and then it comes and squares Pluto as well. So this week is yeah. almost that that reality check, everything you're talking about, Cass, of, of that there's that crystal clarity of Mercury in Aries. There's no bullshit. We're totally honest. We're direct and we're, we're doing this with ourselves as well. So it's like, how can you be no bullshit with yourself? Yeah, and maybe the uh, Mercury in Aries, uh, the directness and the square to Pluto, you know, maybe seeing something that we hoped we wouldn't or, you know, oh, it's this, is it? And then having to like process that or work through that. Mm. And, um, yeah, and, and just sit with it a little bit. I find sometimes the squares, you know, two planets kind of grinding against each other or getting in each other's way, you know, um, and, and that sometimes can take a little bit of time or a little bit of banter or, you know, toing and froing to try and find that, compromise or balance or that um you know potentially even a kink in the armor where you can then get that adjustment so yeah it's going it's kind of got that kind of um grindy feel to it and having to um spend a little bit of time digging or thinking even um and asking those questions and it's kind of confronting you know it's a lot of you know, Mercury's then kind of bouncing around and doing other things too. He's interacting with everybody. So as far as what we think about our Pluto, uh, sorry, our Saturn South Node situation, we're getting the data, we're getting the information, we're getting the answers potentially um, in addition to that to help us move through that. It's not Absolutely. like we're in the dark with it all. You know, <laughs> there is something coming through um, the information we need perhaps or the support or whatever. Well, totally, because I think um, – so I'm looking 
at these aspects coming through May 2nd in Canada and the States, and they might be May 3 for you gals in Australia. So yeah, we've no. got, yeah, on the same day we have Mercury square Pluto, we also have Mercury trine Jupiter. Jupiter, um, yeah. And so there is, I, I always like Mercury Pluto, it's like speaking truth to power or just speaking honestly about something that might be a little bit confronting or more of a typically taboo topic. Like we're mm. not supposed to talk about this, but I just really need some honest, you know, discussion if you like. Uh, and then we do have the Mercury trine Jupiter, which is a little bit more maybe hopeful or uplifting or certainly conciliatory and supportive. So it, it does feel like, you know, this energy Thursday, Friday is a little different and you can get some answers, but you might also come to an agreement with someone as well. Yeah. yeah. Another thing as well with Mercury Pluto, though, I find is sometimes it can obsess. It can overthink and overanalyze and over worry. So there is that part of it as well of just, you know, if that's going on for you, perhaps it's actually about writing things out on a page, you know, getting it out of your brain and actually, or, or talking it out with somebody close to get to honest answers of, of what you actually need. Um, because if we allow things to run around in our heads all the time, you know, our skulls are an encased place. Um, it, you know, it, it just sits in there and, and turns around too much. So getting it out in any way. I love the way that in if anyone watches Grace and Frankie on Netflix, how Frankie talks into her iPhone, that's her type of journaling. That's another awesome way of trying it as well. Oh, my God, I love that show. Cass, you've not seen it, have you? Oh, I do. Like, oh, come on, it's not, okay. all, it's not all like swords and blood for me. Yeah. No, I do love it. I do <laughs> I do love Grace and Frankie. Um, I think I clued into that show like way at the start when I just wanted something light and um, funny. And I've, the whole time I'm trying to, I can never decide which one I'm more like because I'm kind of like in the middle. Oh, okay, I <laughs> don't yeah, even we, have a you choice. Know, what am I going to be like in my 70s? Oh, oh my we God. know who you're going to be. <laughs> I'll give you one guess. Every time we watch this show, like every second or third episode, um, Frankie will do something and Peter will look at me and he goes, you know, that's you when you're 70. Um, <laughs> he's like, this is just a preview of your future. And I'm like, oh, God, it's so true, though. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I used to so endearing and, and cute, you know. <laughs> Oh my god, just a hot mess. I'd leave probably leave no, I wouldn't leave a baby in the car, but I'd probably do a lot of other things that she's done. <laughs> Who do you relate to, Leish? I don't think I really relate to either of them. I related more to their neighbour. You know, the one that was um oh, I forget her name. Not Joe Margaret? That- no, 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 no. The okay. one that was only in for a few episodes, the okay. one that ended up dying, but she was kind of the world traveler and oh, like truth seeker. Oh, I remember her and they had the big send off. absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, she um, was a nut yeah. job actually, but in the best possible way. <laughs> yes, that's who I relate to, <laughs> the best possible nut job. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So obviously we love Netflix too. Yes, um, yes. I guess if people are listening, tell us what your favourite show on Netflix Netflix is. If it has swords in it, Cassandra will love it. If there's um, sunshine and palm trees, I'll probably be all over it. And Leish, what would you be into? I, I don't think I can typecast you. You're a bit more uh, secretive in that Scorpio corner. You're sci-fi and st- what st- we were texting each other what on the weekend and I was watching The House of Hill Haunting or whatever it's called and you were watching what, Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, Star what, Trek. Star- yeah. Like, I'm, I'm all about sci-fi or dystopian future societies, but I do love a bit of a period drama or 
also like I'm watching Traders at the moment as well, which is all about spies and those kind of thrillers. Like I loved that. What was that BBC one with the Prime Minister, bod- the Bodyguard? Was it the Bodyguard or something? Where the um, about the Prime Minister that the UK minister that was being attacked by terrorists. Mm. Oh, so. I know that show. We just watched the preview for it, but we haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it's that's really great. good. Yes, well, we just started it. Blacklist. Anyway, we're totally on a Mercury tangent now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just can't wait till The Last Kingdom comes back. That okay. is a great show. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch that. I won't be. <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't even know what this is. But that made me think of Outlander and that's going to be coming back later this year. So, yeah. I haven't even yeah. watched last season yet. It's not on Netflix yet. But talking about television and Netflix and sitting down and relaxing, I know Cassandra has to get on that, um, is the new moon in Taurus was going to be my aspect for the week before we disappear off. Oh, so that- but yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> we must we talk about the new Netflix moon. Left. Tell us all about it, Cat Leash. I'm like, oh, how do we forget a new moon? <laughs> I, oh, that's right. We have a lunation. <laughs> Copy of the astrology podcast. Um, so, okay, so yes, what it's, date, what it, degree? Give us the dates. Give us the it's specs. It's on 14 degrees of Taurus. Here it is 8.45 a.m. on Sunday the 5th of May. Okay. And this is, I feel like after, you know, two, two full moons in Libra, the new moon in Aries, and then all the Saturn South Node stuff we've been talking about, this is actually where we start to rebuild. This is where we start to put in place those new ideas, make it all solid, um, really bring things back to reality. And, yeah, there's just so much awesome patience and steadfastness and, persistence about Taurus I feel like it can give us both the real it give us both give us all (laughs) the real ability to go forward and do things in a very steadied paced way I'm a massive fan of almost anything in Taurus uh not everything but most things and I do like the Taurus new moon I really like the kind of earthy stability stabilizing grounding quality it's not perfect as you know Uranus is in the same sign Venus is in Aries or what have you but it does kind of say let's start but let's start with our feet on the ground yeah yeah let's put in place those first building blocks that you know as the renewal like your kitchen renovation story you know this is this is where everything starts going back into place and you've got that now don't you is it all in oh my gosh yeah and by the time this episode airs even the backsplash should be done so yeah it's like enjoying. So you have the prettier components. Yeah, too, the that's Venus true. Stuff. The decorative yeah. stuff, and then yeah. it's like enjoying the fruits of your labor, which I think you can is bake. Such a, mm. oh, mate, so I'll be baking. Moon in Taurus. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be. Uh, I've got my eye on this paleo chocolate cake. Um, it's from a website called Living Healthy with Chocolate, and it's gluten free and dairy free, and it's amazing. It's the kind of chocolate cake. It's almond meal based, and. Uh, you know, people who aren't into allergy baking still enjoy this cake. So um, it has like a coconut cream, buttercream sort of icing on it. It's just delicious. So that's going to be my first thing. And actually, I'm like, when should I make it? Taurus New Moon Weekend coming right up. Nice. Can you post me a slice, please? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I can bake next time we're together, which could be months from now. But anyway, I will do that. 
We'll, we'll put it in our calendar. Yes. <laughs> Just how we have to operate to get these the days. <laughs> Cass, any thoughts on the new moon from you or do you feel like you are good to know? Oh, well, you know, it's smack bang on my Mars, so I might have to watch a bit of blood and guts. <laughs> speaking of all this netflix yeah i have been catching up on some of my medieval shows so i watched the outlaw king i think that was there eh, it's all right but um yeah no i mean as far as the taurus new moon you know it is that you know we're coming out the other side of the easter break and getting back into our routines and it's just kind of like I feel the Taurus is always about slowing down a little bit and as you said Kel enjoying the fruits of your labor and maybe sort of starting to come out of the other side potentially moving forward out of the uh, Saturn south node feel although it's there it's not going to go anywhere fast but almost like feels like a bit of a turning point of uh, you know moving forward with some solidness um, and knowing where you're going and building something that's kind of, um, you know, it's not like we've got a new moon in Gemini coming straight off the back of that. It's a new mm. moon in Taurus, you know. So it's like, okay, now I know where I'm at. I feel solid. I feel good about this. And, yeah, just taking those steps forward. So, mm, yeah, it'll be, be nice, I think, you know, to after – a week of contemplation in a sense and kind of then be able to enjoy the weekend and then move forward into some new feels. And I know for those listeners in the UK, you know, this is your May Day. You know, this is kind of the kickoff to the summer season. So it'd be a weekend full of pleasure, you know, whining, dining, catching up with friends, getting out in the sunshine, all the, you know, the, the pleasure principle of Taurus that's that beautiful thing. So there's a part of me that wishes mm. I was in London doing all that again. I think there's, you know, lots of cool festivals on it this time of year. So well, get yeah. out and enjoy, UK listeners, please. Because early May would be Beltane in the uh, pagan wheel of the year, like the May Day. Um, kind of festivals would it not mm. i think correct yes yeah it is yeah so yeah it's definitely got that lovely t- fertile taurus vibe it's so. a spring type of feel like maybe a, a bouncing back out of the the other stuff that's going on so a little bit of a freshness or enjoyment a bit of pleasure whether that's wine and netflix or partying in the UK, whatever it is, you know, whatever that kind of like, you know, I find when there's a bit of a Taurus vibe, it's, you know, what can you do for yourself that makes you feel really good? And it could just be maybe having a meal that you've been craving or taking a little bit of extra time to cook that thing or prepare that thing or just buy some flowers, anything that just kind of pretties things up or make something look good or smell good or feel good it's really evoking the senses in some way and I've noticed that since you know Uranus has come back to Taurus it's been a you know good six or more weeks now I find that if I kind of get a craving or a feeling for something that I really want I just act on that you know whether it's a food craving and you know sometimes I know I get into my rut of the same type of meals or the same type of cooking and then because I love food and then it's like oh but I'm sick of eating my the same stuff all the time and then I've got to remember oh you know what's Mm -hmm. that thing that I really enjoy so it's kind of that you know it's the new moon so what kind of nourishes your body and what also kind of maybe 
maybe a little bit of that kind of moon, mothery, childlike nurturing, what brings out, what makes you feel good type of stuff. So I've been having a few of those meals recently and, you know, that I'm just like in this like la-la land of happiness. (laughs) Just the the simple things, you know, like I really want this, so I'm going to have it and I feel amazing for it. So, you know, it doesn't have to be much, you know. You know, people think about this self-care and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And sometimes it's just eating what you damn well want. (laughs) Then that is all it takes. Simple. I like it. So that's the week, I think. Yeah, it is. So is there any last announcements from you girls? Anything you want to tell people about? No, I think I'm just kind of business as usual. So I look forward to sharing more in the weeks to come with other projects. And what about same, you girls? Yeah, it's all preparation and planning and preparing. And, yeah, because I'm going to be spending a month in the U.S. in total. So I've sort of got a lot on the uh, the upswing before I jump on that plane to get through before it actually happens. So that's kind of it's that head down, bum up type of a thing for me right now. Yeah, cool. Uh, and for me, I am doing consults. I'm still running my uh, Foundations of Astrology course, but that is the – Oh, and the following weekend, oh, yes, the weekend of the next week, for anyone in the Gold Coast, Brisbane area, there is going to be an awesome psychic fair for Mother's Day. Um, Cassandra's done this festival before, and I will be doing it at, is it Carrera Markets? Is that how you say it, Cass? Uh, Carrara on the Gold Coast. Carrara Markets. So book mum in to take her down to the psychic fair and come along and have a quick astro reading with me. I'll be there all weekend, the 11th and the 12th. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks so much, lovely ladies, and thanks, listeners, and um, have an awesome week, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you later.